The Digital Gumbo Podcast contains language that some may find offensive. Listener discretion is advised. Well, now we're done with that shit. Let's start the show. For the victory lap, though. Whoa, whoa. They ain't never seen nothing like this before. Lit the room when I came through the front door. Ask me if I should suffer, come work for. Train in the trees, please, one my sycamore. What's up, everybody? Hey, it's your main man, Nookie Bishop Jr., host of the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Thanks for joining us. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, T. Petty. How you doing? Uh, I'm all right. I'm doing. That's what I got. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to hear. Since I know that side means uh, a little bit, I know a lot is going on, but you here, I'm here, we here, we all well. Joining us, my main man, my other co-host, Idris Elbow. Brother, how you doing? What's up, Nookie? This your boy, Idris Elbow, with a little bit of ash on the elbow. Nookie and T-Petty, all the white people around me want the cliff notes to understanding racism. I be like, I've been black my whole life. That's advanced studies and racism. Ain't nobody got no cliff notes for you. You got to understand this yourself. You better tell them to go to the library and search in the 1619 section and take it from there if the library is open. You know what I'm saying? Or they could just ask their mom and them. They the ones made it up. They should understand it better than we do. I hear that. I hear True. that. True. Well, listen, um, you know, again, we have to start uh, this week's podcast this way. Uh, a human being named Rayshard Brooks was in a Wendy's uh, drive through police were dispatched. He was asleep in his vehicle. A struggle ensued. He ran away from the police, died of two gunshot wounds in the back. I'm so sick and tired of starting these podcasts this way. But again, in the public service that we're doing, as far as this uh, podcast is concerned, we wouldn't be right if we, you know, didn't um, you know, start the podcast this way and sort of you know, shine a light on what's happening all over the world, but especially uh, here uh, in this country. Um, your thoughts on what took place in Atlanta, T. Petty? It was murder, plain and simple. So let's start from the fact that somebody felt the need to call 911 for somebody that was sleep drunk in their parking lot. What the fuck are you calling the police for, especially as a black person? I will just tell y'all that I am hard pressed to find a reason to call the police in any situation because nine times out of 10 for black people, they're going to make the situation worse instead of better. So they call the police on this man for being passed out or sleeping in the parking lot. He's at first cooperative until they decide they want to cuff him for what I don't fucking know. Some people say he aimed a taser. Some people say that he shot a taser at them and the man was running for his life. This is from accounts that I've read because I've told y'all I don't watch these videos anymore. And he was shot twice in the back. So a taser is not a lethal weapon when the police are using it on us. But if we use one on the police, then that's cause for instant death penalty. And how is he a threat to you if he's running away? So again, like we said, what is it, last week? I can't remember, it's all blurring together. It's Groundhog Day, it's open season. 
police know they're under scrutiny and they don't give a fuck because they know nothing is going to happen to them. Nothing of consequence. And I'm just sick of it and tired. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, definitely understand your words and, um, you know, definitely uh, agree with you. Uh, Adris, even in olden times, when two cats had a dispute and they drew guns, they would duel and only a coward shoot somebody in the back. Your thoughts on what took place in that Wendy's parking lot in Atlanta, bro? Yeah, Nookie, and even with the duel, both people had pistols. You know, he had a stun gun and the officer had a real gun. And T. Petty, I, I watched the video and the brother did fire the stun gun at the police as he was running away. He was running, he turned back uh, with, the, with the stun gun and kind of shot it at the police officer. The police officer dropped his stun gun, pulled out his real gun and shot the brother in the back three times. And, you know, I was, as I was watching that video too, you know, I couldn't help but think as they were putting him in the handcuffs and before the struggle started and before he started running, I wonder if he thought about George Floyd and this encounter with police. And in his head, he said, I might not survive this. I think I need to fight for my life or I need to get away. And I wonder if that thought crossed his mind as he struggled with the police. And so that's what it's come to where our interactions as black men with the police, you have to think, do I need to fight for my life? Because I could lose it at this moment. And so, you know, I just wonder if that went through his head. The other thing I want to say is T. Petty, I told you about Wendy so many times. I knew you was going to say Something, something is wrong with, with Wendy's. If your mascot is a little white girl with red hair and that's your mascot for the fast food place, something ain't right. I knew you was going to say that. Let me circle back to, you know, my thoughts on this. Um, I did watch the tape. Um, you know, it's really at a point where just people in general, an erosion in society, but especially police, people that are sworn to, quote, unquote, serve and protect just really are not using their skills. Let, let me, let me, let me, let me say this in a different way. It takes you more than six months to learn to be a barista at a coffee house to make all the drinks more than six months. Some of these police forces across the country have officers that are in their training academy for less than six months. This is how the bad circle goes. You get out and you're on the streets in less than six months. You might walk a beat if you do that. So many police officers drive through the neighborhoods that they quote unquote serve and don't get to know the people uh, in the communities that they're policing. They live in the suburbs. You might take a rookie cop and put him in a squad car and team him up with a veteran cop and they learn nothing more than to be worse cops. Just like you take a prisoner, he may or may not be a felony level criminal, but you put him in jail and there's no rehabilitation. The only thing that criminal might learn is to be how, how to be a better criminal. These rookie cops are green and in some cases, honestly, do want to make a difference. They're put with other bad cops and learn bad uh, habits and they become the new breed 
of bad cops. That the officer had the taser taken away. You're not supposed to let any civilian get that close to you and especially not take your service weapon or your taser in this case. And it was taken away. That is cause for embarrassment. And then here's the deal. Even if the brother is running, you have his car. There is a registration uh, for that car there. You have everything you need to apprehend a suspect and, you know, do the police work and let it go. It's pure, unadulterated laziness and a cowardly, cowardly, cowardly act to shoot somebody in the back. So um, the aftermath of that is, is that um, the mayor of Atlanta, Keisha Lance Bottoms, uh, being vetted for vice president, the chief of police uh, resigned, let go, whatever you want to call it, the next day. The day after that, the two officers that were involved in the case uh, were dismissed from the force. But they have their lives, and Ray Sharp Brooks doesn't. And another statistic that I saw that the same period from, I believe, uh, June of last year to, th to this April, over the same period the year before, same number of African-American or black people killed by the cops. Many of them unarmed. Many of them unarmed. Now, we've had a pandemic, and people been in the house, and they still killing the same number of black people in America, the police. I, I understand that people want to defund them. No one's saying that the police should be disbanded. If a murder happens, something like that, you let the the good cops, the more uh, seasoned cops, do the murder investigation. Nobody's saying disband the police, but certainly we need to start to, and I love what the young people are doing, saying to defund the police and give that money to social workers and other folks that can make a difference in all our communities, especially the black community. But to be taxed and pay these cops to kill us, that's absolute bullshit, and that just is not, an answer, not at all. T. Petty, any follow-up thoughts on this? I want to touch on the whole defund the police conversation. So people get turned off by the word defund, although I don't know why, because they don't mind defunding schools and all that. But um, like you said, it's, it's a reallocation of the funds. And I saw something today that AOC said um, she as many people know, she opens up her Instagram live for like a live Q&A um, from time to time, fairly regularly. And someone asked her, like, what does what does defunding the police look like? And she said, it basically looks like the suburbs. Hmm. They have made the choice to funnel their tax dollars towards schools, infrastructure, hospitals, healthcare, uh, community programs, et cetera. So they still have police, but they have lower crime rates, not because they have more police, but because they are spending their resources in places to ensure that they don't need the police in the way that inner cities are, are uh, basically patrolled. So that's the way that we need to think about this. Why are we funneling millions upon millions of dollars to the police for them to continually brutalize us? And then we pay again when they have to pay out all these lawsuits for wrongful death, police brutality, et cetera, et cetera. It's ridiculous. So 
this conversation is gaining traction as it should. And I am pleased to see that some municipalities are already making changes, opting to send social workers out for calls as opposed to police officers. That's what should have happened in this case. Why are you sending people with guns because somebody's passed out drunk in a parking lot? Exactly, exactly. Now, brother, I'm, I'm gonna pass it back to you but you, you can't say nothing about Wendy's. You ain't gonna never be able to get no nuggets, no frosties, no fries, nothing ever again in any Wendy's in North America. Your, your final thoughts on the passing of the murder, excuse me, of uh, Ray Sharp Brooks. Well, I can't say nothing about Wendy's. Like you forgot to mention they burned the Wendy's down. This is true. A white woman burned the Wendy's down. Let's be clear because they're trying to blame that bullshit on Black Lives Matter. Well, I tell you, like if you if you, if you let the police fill out the report, they would probably lie on it and say it was a grease fire. So, mm -hmm. y'all remember do the right thing when Smiley set the pizzeria on fire? Yep. Yep. Malcolm Martin set it on fire. All right. Listen, we're gonna uh, move on, move on, and do a, a little shift here. So let's get back to what we do. So it's a Sahara dust storm coming from Africa. It's going transcontinental and it's, it's aimed dead at the Gulf of Mexico, Louisiana, and Texas. So I heard about this. I find this absolutely fascinating. It's happened before, but it's supposed to be a really big dust storm. What do you think about that, T. Patty? I am really curious about the size of this dust storm, that it will survive the trip over the Atlantic to still be significant enough to overwhelm the Gulf Coast. So I just want to really, I just really want to see it for myself. Do we have this on satellite? Like I saw sort of like a weather pattern kind of thing, but I want to actually see the size of this damn dust storm. Yeah, it, it comes across West Africa and it uh, comes together and forms together like Voltron. So it's like a <laughs> cyclonic cloud and all the dust particles come together and it's just, it's huge. And the fact that it can come from the western coast of Europe and then come across the Atlantic, gain some type of strength with cold air or warm air in the Gulf, and then hit landfall in Texas and Louisiana is absolutely fascinating. Adrisi from the south, the dust storm is coming to the southeast. Have you ever seen anything like this before, and what are your thoughts? No, I'm, a, I'm a intrigued by this, like a giant dust storm is coming to like you know louisiana and i just wonder like as the the huge like storm clouds roll in it gets dark and then you hear like this ominous like drum beat boom 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 and then you hear that theme song from like the the lion king no and then it's just like dust start flying everywhere like what what does it look like on the ground that's, That's what I want to know. Is it just dusty everywhere? Is it like high winds? I'm just so intrigued by this. Yeah, I need, I need to see this. This might be what the Mayans was talking about, right? Because there would be eclipses and dust storms and natural phenomenon that would happen, and they would think it would be the end of the world. Um, so I've uh, seen dust storms in Phoenix where just the clay and dust and everything Ooh. comes through, and it's like 5, 10, 15 minutes, blocks out the sun, turns day to night. And then everybody got to go get a car wash. Them car washes be making millions of dollars because everybody got, if you kept your car outside 
and the dust storm rolled through, you got like it's like you can write your name and dust on the car. So maybe it'll be a dust storm like that. But the way they're talking about it, that it's going to be like to the tenth degree on that. So we'll see what's up with that. Um, let's talk politically, y'all. Uh, B forty five, um, Captain Orange, ramps and straws. Uh, he was at the West Point. <laughs> Uh, graduation had he looked like uh, I believe one of the late night hosts said looked like a newborn deer trying to walk on an icy pond going down the ramp he uh, later gave a speech and um, you know uh, no one I've ever seen in life has lifted a eight ounce bottle of water like that and then he acted like he was sipping from it and it was no straw so, T. Petty, your thoughts on B-45 and his walking and his uh, straw drinking habits? Well, you know, there's been speculation basically since his dumbass took office about his physical as well as his mental health. Um, so those, those um, rumors or speculations started resurfacing again after that display. And remember, he went to Walter Reed late last year for some undisclosed reason. Mm -hmm. So clearly something is going on with him. I mean, outside of his normal batshit crazy, um, neurologically, because he has trouble standing upright. We saw the pictures that said he looks like a centaur without his hind legs, (laughs) which is true. Um, so speculation that perhaps he has Parkinson's or some early onset dementia, because one of the symptoms of that is, um, they tend to lean forward because they feel like they're losing their balance. Mm. So, I mean, given like the word salad answers that he gives, um, just his general demeanor and the way that he is clearly something wrong with him outside of being a, a racist. So I just think more stuff like that is going to just continue to add fuel to the fire that there's something neurologically happening with him other than his normal dumbassness. Idris, mm, mm, mm. your thoughts? Man, it is not no Parkinson or dementia. That joker been taking shots of bleach and <laughs> hydrochlor, what is hydrochlor, whatever. And they just, they just came out this week and said they are canceling the approval of that drug to treat COVID because it's been proven that it is ineffective. And you had the president saying, oh, I'll take that. Mm. And then make a suggestion that can you put bleach in your body? So that's, that's what he's been doing. He's been drinking bleach and taking that drug and, and that stuff has an effect on your body. Mm-hmm. I have three short theories on this. One, you have sex with porn stars unprotected. The IRS really never got Al Capone. Syphilis killed Al Capone. I'll leave that there. That is true. Two, some of the side effects of some of the hair growing drugs that this person (laughs) may or may not be taking is dementia. And all that fine print of all those symptoms that they give you for these drugs. I've looked at some of these hair growing drugs. I don't need that myself. But (laughs) one of the symptoms or side effects is dementia. Okay, that's two. Three, he's 75 plus years old. You know what you get sometimes when you're 75 plus years old? Dementia. So there's that. Combined with what you said, T. Petty, and, you know, you throw this hydroxychloroquine in the mix or whatever it is. I can't even say the word. The hydro, 
this is this is what we get. So we just <laughs> hydro. Hydro. strain of weed. <laughs> Wait, hydro. <laughs> Hydroquoxachloroquine. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. On I, hydro. Hydro. Not the hydro that Missy Elliott was talking about. That's that'll help you. But the hydro chloroquine. That's that's what he was talking about. Okay, we're gonna uh move into some rapid fire items, y'all. Uh Ohio GOP lawmaker asks if quote unquote the color population is hard hit by COVID-19 because they quote don't wash their hands as well. This is your Republican uh, state senator, let me get this brother, Steve Huffman from Tip City, Ohio. Uh, he's a Republican, if you could not uh, guess. So, uh, Idris, you don't wash your hands, or this is what Steve Huffman is imagining out loud. Reaction. Listen, that is the most racist thing you could possibly say. Especially when everybody know white people don't wash their hands. <laughs> so, and you know, he, he said that and um and I think he got fired from his job. Not from the not from the um not from his his appointment to the office that he's he held but from his job that he work at they's like okay. we we got to distance ourselves from you but like no the the united states you know congress and the house they was like okay you you can still be a representative like mm -hmm. we don't we don't we don't bar racism mm -hmm. t petty color people don't wash their hands and that's why they got the covid that's what steve huffman said steve huffman is full of shit we all know who has a propensity to uh, not tend to their hygiene the way that they should. So take that off the table, number one. Number two, did y'all know that this man was an ER physician? I did see that. So can you imagine the, the black patients that he has seen throughout his career where his sort of casual racism led to less than ideal health outcomes. Like racism has an actual cost to people, their lives, their health, their strength. And this racist motherfucker had the caucasity to say in public that colored people, colored, who even fucking says that anymore? Don't watch that. So basically we're dirty and that's why we get the Rona. In T. Petty, in his defense, he there said no he no he no thought no people of color and colored people were interchangeable. <laughs> he thought those two terms were interchangeable. Good he said God. that. Yes, I, that was that was his explanation. See, this is what I mean. White people are allowed to be unabashedly ignorant, just loud and wrong. He is an a physician he has gone through years and years of school and he came out of his caucasian ass mouth to say some shit like that i got two oh. points on that oh. one the person who graduates last in their class from medical school you know what they call that person doctor 
Okay, so let's just leave that right there. Two, I have Steve Huffman's office number, and I want y'all to listen to the symbolatry in this number. If you want to let Steve Huffman know about quote-unquote colored people and us not washing their hands, call him at 614-466-6247. Again, 614-466-6247. Call Republican State Senator, Ohio State Senator Steve Huffman, and tell him how you feel. Now look at the last seven digits of his phone number. 4666 247. 666, the devil, win 24 hours, seven days a week. I close my case. I close my We do facts. We do research up in here. We do research up in here. 614-4666-247. Wow, the devil all day. How about that? How about that? There it is. Here's my question about this fool. When is he up for re-election? I hope soon, and I hope he loses, sir. Sir, Are you, if you're running against him, you could get a trained monkey to run against him, and the monkey just get a campaign and play that commercial where he say that over and over and over like the Mary and Barry crack tape. Bam, sir, you got 20% of the vote, and you lost to a monkey. How about that? But we'll see uh, what comes from that. Okay, y'all. Uh, you know, uh, if, you, if you have a campaign like that, he would say something racist against that monkey. He probably would. Of course he, he would. They probably say the, mon- the monkey looks like a colored person and doesn't wash their hands. Mm. And that monkey just go spider monkey all upside his head right on the floor of the uh, Ohio uh, legislature. <laughs> but uh, we'll leave that there. Uh, Kente Nancy, y'all. Um, oh, Lord. Uh, Nancy Pelosi joined a number of lawmakers in a nine-minute moment of silence uh, for... Uh, George Floyd at the U.S. Capitol Visitor Center. Some people said it was a touching tribute. Um, some say it was pseudo-endorsed by the Congressional Black Caucus. Other people saw it as a cultural appropriation. Um, T. Petty, what were your thoughts on the Kente cloth? Was it a nice touch? Was it somewhere in the middle? Was it appropriation? What did you think about that? I thought that it was tone deaf and ridiculous and unnecessary like i don't need your civil rights theater i need you to get in there and introduce some fucking legislation that's going to make a difference so i am 100 percent convinced that the cbc was like yes do that shit that or they cleared it with them like there is no way that a bunch of old ass white people came up with the idea to dress up to put on kente cloth and stand around like they were pieces on a chessboard. Like, what is the fucking purpose of that? That was ridiculous. I was annoyed by it. I wasn't insulted, but I was annoyed. Mm. So, Adrice, I'm sorry, that, go ahead, T. Petty. That performative bullshit they can keep, it's not doing anybody any good, and it's just getting on all of our fucking nerves. Mm. Bro, I'm going to transition over to you. First of all, I was surprised that many of those old-ass people was able to get down on one knee, and I was also surprised that they was able to get up uh, from their knee with little to no assistance uh, with their kente cloth on. Bro, what do you uh, feel about the kente cloth thing? You know, I had a, a field day looking at the, all the comments on social media, and it, it ran the gam- gamut, and they roasted <laughs> <laughs> them on black Twitter. But I, I will say the one thing I saw in their favor was like 
they did say like a, a number of them actually um, had taken recently taken a trip to to um, to the continent of Africa. Um, and so it was just kind of symbolic of, you know, them kind of visiting the continent and getting a better understanding of like the history of kind of racism. So that was like an explanation of it. But my favorite like roast joke of all time was somebody said, what's going to happen next is you're going to see Joe Biden come out in a do-rag. <laughs> <laughs> he might have to. I saw a meme where they had Nancy Pelosi with her kenty cloth on that said, my son too has forgotten to take the chicken out of the freezer for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> That's so black. I've done that so many times. You know you're getting beat if you forget to take yes. that out. <laughs> now, the best one I saw was a picture of a uh, a young black lady uh, with tears coming down her face. And they said this was the intern that had to push the send button to purchase the kente cloths for the contingent of folks that did the, uh, <laughs> did the uh, trivia. So we'll see uh, what happens with that. All right, y'all. Um, we're going to knife through some other stuff. Uh, they out here saying, fuck your statues. Uh, statues around yeah. the world. Uh, from slave traders to Confederate quote-unquote figure, I won't say heroes, Confederate figures are coming down. They're either being taken down by the will of the people and they're dragging them down, throwing them in the river in England. Shout out to people in London that did that. Um, they're being voluntarily taken down and also being defaced and uh, brought down uh, here in America as well. Uh, the thing that I love, I think it was in Richmond and in Boston, uh, or Boston and Philadelphia. I know Boston was one of the cities. They are beheading the statues of Christopher Columbus. I actually, I loved it. I just laugh every time I see one. It's like they just given the murder hornet to the head of the Christopher Columbus statues. So, um, Adrice, what do you think about these statues, bro? Man, it is way overdue. Not only with the, the statues, right? Like, how are you going to have statues of actual traders littered throughout the entire country. That part. That's that, that's just crazy, right? And um, so not only do you have the statues, but, you know, people have also been kind of um, pushing back against the names of Confederate, like, generals as well, blazing not only on schools, but also military bases. Mm-hmm. So you think about, like, just how deep, the history of that is and just to say like you you actually the confederacy fought against the united states right like the the union and the name of military base after a confederate leader that's just that's just crazy so it's, it's way way past due mm-hmm. t petty your thoughts uh, on the statues i know you've seen uh Quite a, a lot of them uh, sort of bite the dust and, um, you know, that they have been either voluntarily taken down or taken down by just groups of people who are uh, just fed up and not going to take it anymore. Well, um, as Idris said, is way overdue. Like, who builds statues to, again, traitors and losers, all these people who claim to be patriots? Why are you celebrating uh, people who took up arms against this country that you claim you love? And the answer, of course... It's racism. That's why. Those statues were erected well past the time of the Civil War. Um, And a lot of them are erected in the North. So what does the Confederacy have to do with the North at all? Hmm. 
So for them, those statues to be pulled down, defaced, beheaded, dumped in the river, like whatever, get them all out of the fucking paint. I bet you you go to, to Germany, you don't see statues of Hitler, do you? No. And their history isn't a race. Everybody is well aware of the history, but you don't build monuments to bullshit like that. That kind of stuff needs to be relegated to museums and other places where we discuss losers. Yeah. No, I, to- um, I totally feel you on that. My thing is, is that um, I see that they coming down, vol- or that, um, you know, states are taking them down, removing them. But where do those statues go? I, I-, I need blood. I need to see, like, yeah. remember remember in Terminator 3, when the Terminator was dying and he lowered them on that chain <laughs> into that hot fire, lava, chemical stuff? I need to burn. Burn, I want to see it melted and put into, like, hammers to build, like, new buildings or something like that. I just, no, like, it's like, this shit's there. It's like somebody goes and visits it and shines it up or something like that. And like, they might bring it out again. No, burn, burn that shit, turn it into liquid metal, make some hammers or like some steel beams for some buildings out of that shit. I want to see the Nookie, shit. That would be, that would be so creepy to have a warehouse just full of Confederate statues <laughs> that somebody is taking care of hoping like the moment's going to come back around where you can sit those out. (laughs) Wow. So I have two more things on this. Number one, I think probably my two favorite things about the statues coming down here in America. I can't remember what state. uh, Some indigenous people pulled down a statue of Christopher Columbus and then did a tribal dance around it. I enjoyed that greatly. Yes. And, and, um, In the UK, they pulled down a a statue of Edward Colston, who is a noted slave trader, and threw it in the harbor. And the next day, Google Maps updated the location of the statue to in that harbor with the notation closed. That shit had the (laughs) Catholic. I love it. Oh, I do have one other thing. It's one statue that can stay. One Confederate statue, because it makes me laugh is a statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest that's in Tennessee. And it's gold. Oh my God, it's so horrible. It has icy blue eyes <laughs> and a crazy ass expression. That is the funniest shit it, ever. It, that's, that's the it. ugliest that's statue I have ever seen. It is horrible. Unbelievable. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr. Joined, as always, by T. Petty and my main man, Idris Elbow Jr. Okay, y'all, let's uh, get into some other stuff. Uh, They are out here just going crazy. Uh, They have canceled cops, which ran for 33 years. And um, you don't need for me to tell you how it sort of uh, dehumanized, um, you know, people of color. Um, did have some funny moments uh, as far as the show is concerned, but again, ran for 33 years and they finally decided to uh, cancel it. Also, three cops uh, in New York City were given milkshakes from a uh, Shake Shack restaurant and they said that they were poisoned with bleach in the milkshake. There was some type of of some sort in the milkshake from the Shake Shack in New York City. So, T. Petty, your thoughts? You can take either one of those items. Um, Canceling cops and or the uh, police officers allegedly being poisoned with some type of bleach or some clump of chemical substance in a milkshake from Shake Shack. 
Maybe those cops were just lactose intolerant. You have mixed up a big ass cup of ice cream, milk, and sugar, and then wonder why you feel sick to your stomach. Why is your grown ass drinking that shit anyway? And I enjoy milkshakes, but I don't always feel good after I drink one. Mm-hmm. Um, and cops being canceled, like, I don't give a fuck. You're glorifying what we already know is basically an occupying force for everybody that looks like us. So get that shit out of here. Gotcha. Uh, Adrice, cops allegedly poisoned by milkshakes and cops being canceled. Take either one or both. All right, I'm going to take both of this. Now, first thing off, if you is a cop and people don't watch videos of you whipping on people with batons, why in the world are you going to go buy and drink some creamy white liquid and don't think nothing's going to be in it? That don't make no sense to me right there. So that's, that's one. That's their that's like fault. That. Why did you say it like that? Creamy, white, Creamy. liquid. Yeah, because you, you you know you know what you can hide in liquid like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So all right, moving on to cops. So cops, like you know, this is America has a problem. When they was watching people get arrested and beat down as entertainment, they was using police officers as entertainment. Now, that's, that's just crazy when you think about it on its surface, that, like, people getting arrested, um, they rights sometimes probably being violated, and we see it as a form of entertainment. That's how, that's how we got to this point. So, yeah, they needed to cancel it. I think people finally waking up and saying, oh, my God, what have we been doing? Hmm. Two points on this. One, cops scared the shit out of me. Like, I'll never do drugs. Do you remember the time the man was butt naked in the streets? He was on PCP and he bust through a plate glass window at a deli and like eight cops, 10 cops was trying to put the cuffs on him. They was no match for that man and that PCP. I was like, I'll never take a drug. I think that made the intro clip to the, to the, to the show. I think it did. I do remember that. Mm. And two, here's the deal. Um, they need to cancel live PD too. It's the same thing. It's just like cops. Just but like a new thing. It's the new cops. So yeah. if you're really serious, serious, and you bout it, bout it, Mr. TV producer, cancel live PD too. Cause it'd be the same shit. You'd be chasing after people and running and the whole nine yards and tasing people and whatever. I mean, they'll have the light moments where like an old white lady gets slapped upside the head for not refusing to put her cigarette out in the no smoking zone. But nine times out of 10, it is people of color and they come in on domestic disputes and fights in the whole nine yards, um, arresting people of color. So man, cops wasn't number like world star hip hop. Like that's, that's all that was right there. Basically. That's true. That's true. All right, y'all. Uh, the world is changing a little bit. Bubba Wallace, who drives a number 43 Chevrolet in NASCAR, put his foot down and said the Confederate flag needs to go. He's a driver there in NASCAR's top division. NASCAR concurred, and they banned the Confederate flag from their buildings and also from uh, inside the racetrack at the races. Also, a part-time NASCAR truck driver, that's the third tier in NASCAR, Ray Cicerelli, um, would anybody like to venture to guess how many wins Ray Cicerelli has? That's right. Zero. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Correct. Correct. He's uh, been racing for three years. He has um, one top ten, no top threes, and never won a race. And he said 
I'm quitting. And uh, if y'all want to have the Confederate flag, then I'm just going to stop racing NASCAR or NASCAR. So he races in the truck series. First of all, he lied. He was out there at the next race. I think it was 30 trucks in the race. He finished, that's right, 29th. So, um, <laughs> be Betty, uh, Ray Cicerelli, who looks like Yukon Cornelius from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You know, the man what? with the red hair and the skull cap and the pickaxe. And he was <laughs> gold. That's what Ray Cicerelli looks like. I said it. I meant it. And I'm not taking it back. But also Bubba putting his foot down and um, really uh, making a change as far as uh, NASCAR is concerned. Keep that. So Ray Cicerelli caping for the Confederate flag makes sense because it's the flag of losers, and he's clearly never won anything in his life. So, there it is. obviously. Mm. Um, and for Bubba, God bless him, because to exist in that environment where he is the only all the time, I can only imagine the shit that he's been enduring. So, good for him um, taking this stand. And I know he had his car painted with Black Lives Matter um, and his becoming i don't think this is the first time that he's spoken out um but becoming more and more vocal so good on him my hat's off to him and maybe the nascar circuit will become more appealing to people that look like us so go bubba absolutely uh sir you used to sell beer at nascar venues so i'll let you take either or both bubba black lives matter or Ray Ray. Ray Ray, you damn wrong. Uh, listen, okay, first I got to say about Ray Ray. Who is sponsoring him? First Nobody. of all, he's driving the truck. I know. And, like, how, can you imagine his pitch to a sponsor? Like, he go to, he go to Clorox, like, won't you sponsor my truck? You know, a, a, lot, of, a lot of my fans, they have, like, white clan robes they want to get clean. Mm-hmm. Like, don't you want to sponsor my truck? Like, who's who going to sponsor something like that? And if you ain't winning anyway, you need to quit. You're just looking for an excuse to quit. The Confederate flag, that's your, that's your excuse to quit. So go ahead and quit. Mm-hmm. And that's your hill to die on, the Confederate flag. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so the, the brother, Bubba, that took the stand and said, like, no Confederate flags. Like, I, I, I respect our brother. I'm glad he did it. Um, it was it was there. I've you know I've seen it all my life there at races and just you know where I grew up. But one of the fears that I have with like NASCAR is like because you ban the Confederate flag, that don't make racism go away. Like people, it just go it just go underground. So it's not like that solves the issue or the challenge by banning a flag. Right, the people who carried our flag still got the same attitudes, still got the same beliefs, and they're probably even more pissed. So just imagine all the stuff that's probably gonna come from that, right? So like you can't you can't just ban a flag and then stop there. You got to figure out what you're gonna do about all the other kind of deep seated racism that's probably in the culture of the sport, right? And and the fan base, so. Right. Well, getting rid of the covert symbols or the overt symbols of racism is easy. So the statues, the Confederate flags, it's it's the covert stuff, the stuff that's beneath the surface, the insidious stuff, the stuff that has made it so that Bubba is the only black representative in the NASCAR circuit. Like, that's the stuff that they have to get to next. So we'll see. 
it's easy to do when it ain't no fans. It ain't been no fans at the stands. Now, when they come back and it's going to be tussles in the infield and stuff, we'll, we'll see what happens when it comes back. You're listening to the Digital Gumbo Podcast. I'm your host, Nookie Bishop Jr., joined as always by T. Petty and Adrice Elbow. You can find us on Instagram at the Digital Gumbo, on Twitter at the Digital Gumbo, and you can always interact with the show via email, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. Wait, wait, I, I, I ain't tell y'all my story of how, how I got over at on the white people at the NASCAR <laughs> track. Has, has the statute of limitations been? <laughs> what is yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's been like, oh, it's been almost like, it's been, yeah, it's been, it's been years. It's been like 20 years, okay, okay, maybe okay. 20 years. All right, all right. So, all right. So I was a, a beer, you know, person at, um, you know, NASCAR. So you used to like get all the beer, you know, in the little tub. And you used to go up and down the stands, kind of like at the baseball game, right? Like you carry things like beer, beer, beer. Now, a beer, a Budweiser, a can at NASCAR was like $9. And so the stadium, you know, would give you the cans to like sell, you know, $9. And they used to keep a count of the number of cans that you had, right? Like they used to keep a count. But what we used to do was we used to sneak in our own Budweiser cans. It was like 50 cents. <laughs> and mix them in with the, wow. with the whole stash of cans. And you'd be selling like a, a, a 50 cent dollar can of Budweiser for like $9. Mm. So you make it come up. But what <laughs> happened was, like it was a bunch of us that was doing it. But what happened was we lost count of like what's our Budweiser cans and what's the man Budweiser cans. So the money got all like mixed up and it came up short. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so so we just stopped going. We just like, all right, we ain't gonna do that no more. Oh, so y'all all was no call, no show. So then they knew. Yeah. <laughs> the views yeah. expressed by Idris Elbow do not necessarily reflect the views of the Digital Gumbo Podcast, T. Petty, hey, hey, or that, that was Jr. I, I count that as rebellion. That was resistance. <laughs> I was hitting them in their pockets. And that's what's up. That's what, All right, y'all, let's play a little game of uh, they out here saying... They out here saying that movie theaters are going to reopen on July 1st. You going, yes or no? Uh, I'm going to go that go with you on that uh, first, uh, Idris. Look, movie theaters, look, okay, movie theaters, you can't go to the movie theaters and sit in those theater-style rows no more. That's done. So even if you open the movie theaters, you're going to have to at least have five or six seats apart if people are going to sit in there, right? And so that means that you're going to drop your income by the number of seats. So if you had 100 seats, you're probably only going to be able to kind of service people 25 seats. So you're going to lose money right there. And two, I'll be surprised if you fill 25 seats because you're indoors circulating the air in the same room. So so that's that's going to be so difficult um, to do. Um, the only movie theaters that are going to survive are those kind of movie theaters that, one, have those plush seats 
that are like two seats together that recline and you have spaces apart. I think that's what movie theater is going to look like um, going forward. Okay. Okay. T. Petty, movies open up 7-1, July 1st. Thumbs up, thumbs down. It's a hearty hell no for me. Ain't no way in the world. But I bet you those theaters are going to be packed because there's plenty of people roaming around here with no masks, just acting like the Rona has, has gone away because they're tired of being inside. So this is going to be a case of survival of the fittest, but all we have to do to survive is stay our black asses at home. So I'll take that. Hmm. Uh, I will give a thumbs up to uh, theaters when Black Panther 2 comes out. Other than that, I will be uh, just doing not bootlegs, but whatever comes uh, to home <laughs> video, I'll be watching it in that manner. Okay, T. Petty, they out here saying that buffets are dead. Um, the one that's like uh, the golden colored one, the ones in Vegas, <laughs> all the ones they saying buffets is dead. Like there's not enough plexiglass in the world to um, shield people from germs. So these buffets could be closing. Your thoughts on that? Nah, Nookie. You know good and damn well, I don't eat a buffet any damn way. I know that you don't. It did not take the Rona for me to say a hearty hell no to that unsanitary bullshit as well. So no big fucking loss, except for the people who want to pay $25 and claim they're getting some real lobster and, sh and scrimps and shit. So... <laughs> All right, fair enough on that. Uh, Adrees, <laughs> casino buffets, all the buffets, they say they might have to close after the Rona. Look, I, I don't understand this, right? It's like, what is the big appeal about serving yourself food? Right, uh, like, you could- you, you, you know just, what it is. I, Read. I know, but I'm just saying, like, you could almost just say, like, just put up a glass wall so people can see the food and have people back there that, that just put it on the plate, just like point to it. Like, give me that, give me that, give me that. And they separate it from the food. So it's like, you can still do a buffet, just have somebody back there, like just put it on the plate for you. Like why, why do people have to feel like they got to reach in and grab the food themselves to be satisfied? Because just they point want to it. 15 pounds of beef and 89 pounds of mashed potatoes on one plate. Well, you could tell the person behind the glass, give me more of that. Give me more of that. That's like when you was in school, the school cafeteria. You remember that? The you would go down. To, yeah, the lunch lady. You would go down there with your tray, right? You couldn't touch the food. You would just, you know, they would just put it on the tray and keep it moving. Just make it like a school lunch line. I think the buffet industry needs to reinvent itself. Now if, now, if my shit gets taken, I'm copywriting, audio copywriting this idea. <laughs> a prison-themed buffet. What the fuck? Check in with the mater D slash warden. What? You get put in a cell, and you tell them what you want, and they sling the hash <laughs> on that little plastic tray or an aluminum tray and a little hole. They unlock it with the key, give it to you, and then you eat it in your cell, and then you let... <laughs> The, the waiter or, or the PO, CO, know when you're done. And you get to think about all the shit that you've done wrong. It's confessional, <laughs> white guilt, and a buffet all in one. You feel me? Hey, I think oh, I think that's a good God. use of prisons. It's probably a better use exactly, of prisons. Exactly, because when they let people out, when they get off on these minor charges, they're going to have to reinvent themselves. What you going to do with an empty prison? 
Make it a buffet. I said it. Oh, you, you already know the prisons is for profit, so that ain't that ain't a hard switch over. There you go. You just changed the business profit. model. The building stays the same. Building stays the same. Okay, T Petty, I'm gonna hit you with this one, Adrice. They out here saying that when the daycares open back up, mm. um, because now it ain't no summer camps, they said it's gonna be a, a hell of a hard time to keep these daycares clean. So your thoughts on that? in terms of parents that's going to have to send their kids to daycare when they eventually go back to work, but how these daycare operators is going to keep their daycares clean. I don't care if they're clean or not. These kids getting out this house. <laughs> Y'all got to go. <laughs> I like, you know, it is. I, I, okay. First of all, I want to say this is, is why is you sending your kids the childcare if you really ain't got to go to work? Now, I, I know we all want to break from the kids, and they, they, they work in your nerves, but seriously, like, if, if you don't have to go to work, then why, you know, send your child to child care? Now, if you do have to go to work, then that is the fault of the government because they opening up these businesses, and if it's not healthy for you know, folks who are working are for kids, then why do it? It's like, not only are you like putting the adults in danger by opening back up the economy and the businesses, but you're also putting the kids in danger too. So. T. Petty, uh, these kids, again, you know that kids are just full of germs, whole nine yards, runny noses, the whole nine yards. Doo-doo diapers, all that, PP diapers. How are they going to keep these daycares clean? Well, the good daycares have very extensive cleaning things that they do. Mm -hmm. like when you step into one, you can smell the bleach, right? Yeah. So I think that they will probably just extend those protocols even more. I, If I had one that was at home, I would be feeling like, uh, Idris and that these kids gotta go because they driving me crazy like I get why parents want to send them even if they don't have to physically go to work like mm -hmm. trying to work and be productive and deal with kids especially small kids right now like this shit is not optimal so we can't pretend that it is um, but I just don't know how effective this is going to be when it comes to the Rona because we don't have all the other stuff in place that we need for like testing and contact tracing and all that stuff that has to go along with uh, being shut, being part of the sick and shut in for all this time. So if I had a little one, I would be very uneasy about sending them back to daycare, even though my sanity would be holding on by a thin thread by now. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally understand. Totally understand on that. All right, y'all, let's get into a little bit of our weird news. I got some funny stories for y'all. A Pennsylvania woman is being accused of keeping her dead grandmother's body in the house for 15 years and collecting her social security checks. She is facing some felony charges. Idris Elbow to that, you say what? Now, this is wrong that she kept that woman in a freezer that entire time. Now, I could see, like, after she passed away, go ahead and give her a private ceremony, a private burial, private funeral. And if you don't want to tell the government she dead, 
and you you keep you keep the little check going, I ain't gonna be mad at that. But you ain't gotta keep the woman in a freezer. Like give her like you know give her her due respect. Go ahead and bury her in a private ceremony. You can even you know do it nice. You can bury her in the backyard, but just make sure it's like really nice and respectful. And then you know keep that check coming. I, I understand that it kind of makes sense on his face, but you don't keep no person no no person that you love in no freezer. Mm. T. Petty, your thoughts on uh, Granny Cole chilling for 15 years? That is highly inappropriate. Uh, That's factual (laughs) and accurate. I am appalled at your mother or grandmother dying. You just tuck her away in a deep freeze so you can keep getting the Social Security checks. Like, what what happened to you? Like, who hurt you? And, And how long have you been carrying this around? You would do some shit like that. But wait a minute, y'all. How did she get caught? Somebody ratted her out. I bet you somebody was getting a little bit of the proceeds or, you know, getting some hush money. And, you know, when that hush money stopped, that's it. Like, oh, I'm telling it all. A to Z, A to Z. But now listen to me, y'all. You, you, know, you, know, you know what happened? I, I read this story because it, it fascinated me. You know what happened? What happened? She, she kept her in a freezer that was away from the house. It wasn't like it was a freezer in the house. It was like in some storage, whatever. And I guess the electricity must have went out or something must have went bad. And then somebody investigated, and that's what they found. So, like, you don't do that to nobody you love. Yeah, so there was some resentment there and a little greed mixed in. All right, right, let me hit y'all with some facts on this. When you are born, you get a birth certificate and a social security number, which is a tax identification number. You have that all through your life. When someone passes away, the chain of command with the body usually goes from the house to the morgue or hospital and then is released to the undertaker. When the undertaker goes to pick up the body, they must report that the body and they ask for the social security number at the funeral home so that it goes into the central database that this person no longer gets any benefits and this person is no longer capable of earning any income thus they are no longer a taxpayer it also starts to if a person has a retirement and those types of things so if the lady never released a body either to the hospital or to the undertaker that's how she can continue to generate these checks stay in the system as alive for 15 years and that's how she got the money so i think it's just pure greed but it's a little smart and a lot of crazy. She never released a body to an undertaker, no funeral, <laughs> this, that, and the third, and the checks just kept on coming. So that's that's how that goes. So there's uh, my list, my uh, lesson for y'all as far as uh, social security numbers go. Okay, a man in Texas out on a walk with his family sees a deer. The deer appears to be not roadkill, but somewhat alive. This man opened his mouth and gave the deer CPR and brought the deer back to life. <laughs> oh, I don't Petty, your, your thoughts. What, do, I, do I even need to ask? Would you give the deer CPR? I'm not going to answer that question. You know, Bro, you know the answer. They, 99% of humans couldn't get CPR from me. 99.9. So mm. an animal? Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely fucking not. Mm, mm, mm. What the hell? Adrie, CPR on a deer. You see a deer out on the family walk. The deer is not roadkill, but the deer might be alive. Do you give it CPR, yes or no? You know, this this the stuff that that make me mad, right? Like, 
you know, you you can get people who care about animals like so much that they'll go save the life of a deer, but they be so indifferent to like human suffering, mm. to like racism, to other stuff. But you quick to like breathe life into a deer, but uh, uh you know, I you know, there's been like discussions about the George Floyd video, right? And how they say how the police officer kneeled on his neck in the South, that's like a hunting pose. Like we've seen it like a thousand, you know, thousands of times when people go and they, they kind of hunt deer. And that's, that's how they kind of pose for the pictures. And it just reminded people of that. But you would show more compassion to an injured deer than you would a black man. That's just crazy. Hmm. Totally understand you on that. Look, one, uh, I don't know if that if you if you ain't a veterinarian, there might be like some marks on you when you get to heaven that that's like some kind of like bestiality or some shit like that. Like I'm not, I'm not even getting that close. And then we talked about the chimeras and the the embryos and the saliva and all that stuff. You might like wake up and grow some antlers and some type of shit. But two. I'm not giving no deer, no CPR. Deers have deer ticks and they spread Lyme disease. So the deer lives and I don't know who that deer is and now I got Lyme's disease. Hell to the no, hard pass for Nookie Bishop Jr. But I'll go ahead and digress on that. Uh, Adrice, a 60 year old man in Australia was out surfing and died. It was a fatal shark attack. Your thoughts? First of all, it is no such thing as a shark attack. Like the comedian said, you was in his house. It's like if I come in your living room <laughs> and I bust in there and you beat me down, you was like, you attacked me. No, you was, you was out in his house swimming. And if you 60 years old, you know you've been doing this for a while. So that shark might have been waiting for him. It's like, I'm going to get him today. And that's what happened. He got him. Hey, Petty, you're 60 years old. You go to Australia. A, are you getting in the water? B, your thoughts on the 60-year-old man getting chewed the fuck up by the shark? I mean, I agree with Adrice. Like, why are you out in his habitat fucking around? Stay your ass in the city where you belong. I don't believe in nature. I don't think we should be out in it. It's not meant for us. Look at all that shit out there waiting to kill us. Sharks, murder hornets, deer, the hot geysers. Like, everybody just need to stay. Cicadas. All this, like, no. Mm -mm. Dust storms. I'm going to stay at home. Super rats. It, it is kind of hard to survive in nature. Like, we ain't we the only animals that, like, wear clothes. Like, we can't, like. I mean, it's We got to make stuff. Look at that crazy shit that have those animals in Australia are ridiculous. Like, mm -mm, nope. Mm, mm, Stay mm. out of their houses and then you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Australia is like, that's no joke. You know, that's like one of the final frontiers on earth. And man, I'm not messing with no sharks. I'm sorry. I, mm -mm, <laughs> no. And I'm, I'm not going to be surfing for one, but I'm sure not going to be out there. Mm -mm, no sharks. I'll take a hard pass. Hard pass. Okay, y'all. Uh, entertainment news. Do y'all know who Matt James is? Isn't he the Black Bachelor? He is. Matt James has been cast as the next star of The Bachelor. He will be the reality show's first, ba uh, first Black Bachelor. T. Petty, as our resident single person, 
Your thoughts on Matt James? I don't really give a damn. Do you uh, watch The Bachelor? Of course I don't. Okay. But I know, because I keep up on my pop culture, that he is friends with one of those little white bras that was The Bachelorette or was on The Bachelor or whatever that used the word nigger. Oh, boy. So black men that defend shit like that are suspects. So I don't give a damn about Matt. Matt is on that bullshit. Adrice, mm, mm, mm. we have a black bachelor. To that, you say what? You know, I think, you know, America is going to have another reckoning with police brutality. Like the first time that black man get like pulled over, you're going to have like, you know, the, the bachelor, the whole kind of, you know, feeling of like this feel good, find love kind of story. You're going to have this black man dealing with like racism. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, I thought you was going to say as soon as he kissed one of those white girls, but also mm. that. I agree. Oh, well, you know that's going to light up on social media the first time you, you kiss a white <laughs> a white woman on TV. Mm. Now, I'm waiting for something to go wrong because I think that he should invent a new tagline. And as he dismisses, I've never watched The Bachelor, but I know that one of these young ladies gets kicked off the show week after week, as they have to walk away, I think it should be like, I'm Matt James, bitch, hit the door. And then, you know, just, I, I would watch. That's would perfect. Watch the entire show, just, I'm Matt James, bitch. And then, you know, um, that's pretty much all I got, y'all. The only other thing I have is, um, I've been, uh, there's a scorecard out for 2020. I wanted y'all's thoughts on this. In 2020, we've had the threat of World War Three. Kobe and Gianna died, Australia was on fire, a worldwide pandemic, all sporting events were canceled, confirmed UFO sightings, murder hornets, there's been talk of a parallel universe that's out there, we've had riots across the country, and then the damn internet got attacked over the weekend, something called DDoS, I don't even know what this was, oh, they yeah. sent fake requests like to an internet server, and like, like uh, it would look like it was coming all from Europe, all targeted in the Midwest where the nerve center is for all internet traffic in America. So, Adrice, your thoughts on the internet being attacked now? I mean, really, is this like, was this in Revelation? I don't know, because this is going crazy. <laughs> look, if, if you, like, if the internet go down, I, I, don't, I don't know what people would do, because you stuck in your house right now the only thing that's saving you is surfing the web. Like you just own the internet, right? And and it's all it's all we do when it comes to like work. That's how people are working now. So if that shut down and then people ain't going out, I think I think people would just like come out the house and start like just tearing stuff up. The internet is our safety valve here worldwide. T Petty. They tried to literally break the internet. Your thought about that in this DDoS server attack thing? So a denial of service attack. It's happened before in other, at other times. It's, it's pretty common, um, actually. So, but I believe this might be the first time they've actually gone after internet providers. So, who mm -hmm. I don't know, but I think maybe is prep for something to happen around election time. 
Yeah, yeah, could be, could be. Damn, I mean, I don't know if I need to uh, go through my boxes in the attic and get one of my old AOL dial-up discs <laughs> and give me some service because if the internet go out, we're going to be in a world of trouble, world of trouble. Um, and I couldn't work, though. I might, I'd be all right. I got my books, I got my bourbon and my wine. I'd be all right without internet for a few days. Okay, okay. All right, fair enough, fair enough. All right, y'all, uh, final thoughts. Uh, Adris, you want to go first, bro? Yeah, all I want to say is, like, I don't – you know, every time I think the week can't get worse, it gets worse. And I just want to speak on this, and I, I, I hate to end this on such a, a a horrible kind of story, but they found two black men hanging from trees in California. Now, they say both are suicides. Yeah. And um, I was talking uh, with my friend who was living in California um, just about this story. And just the thought that we could say, man, somebody might have hung them from those trees. Like, that, we don't know the whole story yet, and they're going to investigate. But after watching the George Floyd video, you're like, I live in a country where that might be, you know, possible again, because this happened before, right? It's a history of it, of hanging black men from trees. There's a history of it. But now in 2020 to say like, yeah, that's, that's, that's possible again. And so my thing is like, we definitely have to figure out how we address the issue of racism and systemic racism. If we ever hope, not only to be, you know, a country that, you know, we say we want to be, but I think it's just, if we're going to survive as a country, we have to figure this out. Yeah, no, totally understand you, bro. Um, there's been 400 years of mistrust there, and it's not going to go away overnight, and events like this continue to happen, and for the police or investigative folks to say X when it's really Y, I mean, this is, you know, uh, something that's happened before. So I totally understand uh, those sentiments. T. Petty, your final thoughts as we wrap up? So my final thoughts were going to be the same thing that Idris touched on. So it was two in California, but there have been three others across the country. So five men uh, hung from trees publicly in the last week. Um, and four of the five they're saying are suicides. I say bullshit. I say it's literal lynchings that are happening um i just i am i can't say discouraged because i can't really expect shit out of this fuck-ass country but i want us to be even more careful than we normally are because they are just literally trying and succeeding in many cases to kill us for whatever reason whatever hatred they have in their heart but we need to keep our heads on a swivel even more than we usually do because it's open season on us, not just from the cops, but from these regular ass citizens who think they have the right to question us, detain us, shoot us, kill us because we're somewhere where they think we don't belong. Yeah. Yeah. Totally understand. Look, um, you know, my advice, my final thoughts is one, I've seen again, too many people out here without any masks on. So if you're going to be in public, do not share, do not spread your droplets, please. For the love of yourself, if you have any, please wear your mask. It is a courteous thing to do, and it is a hygienic thing to do. That's one. 
Two, check on your people, friends, family, neighbors, the whole nine yards, your single friend, your married friends, everybody, relatives, the whole nine yards, people that you ain't talked to in a long time, text them, call them, whatever. Just say, what's up, check in on them, make sure that they're okay. And three, do not go for the banana and the tailpipe. I know summer's coming. I know it's hot outside. I know everybody wants to be out. And when you decide to go out, 100,000 people do the same thing. Saw that some stores open in upstate New York, and you would have thought it was Black Friday. People lined up, mm. not six feet apart, going in there to get what? A short set? No short mm. set. And no retail product is worth dying for. You look cute in the damn short set, and it might be the last short set that you wear. So please, practice social distancing, wear your mask, hand sanitizer on the go. And then when you come home, I'm a German folk, just take off all those clothes, put them in a hamper, wash them all, ha <laughs> ha, and get them germs. <laughs> what? Get, off, get in the shower and the whole nine yards and just wash yourself. Get that off you. You just don't know what it is. Just wear your mask and the droplets and just don't go for the banana and the tailpipe. That's all I got to say. Be careful out here, y'all. Be careful. Yes. Yes, be very, very careful. Thank y'all for riding with us. Uh, this is the Digital Gumbo Podcast. Again, uh, we are available on Instagram. Hit us up. Instagram, uh, at the Digital Gumbo. On Twitter, at the Digital Gumbo. And you can email the show, thedigitalgumbo at gmail.com. TheDigitalGumbo at gmail.com. And um, we're available wherever you find podcasts. Remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share. Subscribe, rate, review, and share. We appreciate your feedback. But if you tell a friend and they download and they write a review and give us five stars, it'll help us grow and get to the point where we want to be uh, with this podcast. Y'all good? I'm good. You're good. Love y'all. See See you next next episode. Thank you. Peace. Thanks, producer E. Thank you, E. Thank you, brother. Pew, 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 pew. Pew, pew. Is there a heaven there a hell? You know where I take it and you know I do it well. When I come through, better show up respect. I ain't want nothing but that motherfucking check. You can catch me at your door, you can catch me in your home. Oh, you're running late, just send the address to my phone. Copy, paste, and go. Baby, don't be playing with me. I could come through and...